Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you are with me on the podcast today. I want to introduce a brand new friend of mine, Fred Kaler, who is like a lot of us, kind of a polymath creative, has his hands in a lot of different things. But Fred, man, so glad that you're here. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Excited to be here uh, to to talk about, well, I mean, we can talk about anything you want. That's right. <laughs> We're artists. We can do that, right? We can talk yes. about whatever. Yeah, so. We can go down all the rabbit trails. That's right. As I was getting to know you on your website and uh, just via email, you know, getting ready for this, I I just had to chuckle. I'm like, yep, Fred is like me and like a lot of us just have has his hands in a lot of different things creatively. So kind of give us uh, a picture for those folks who are just getting to know you, kind of who you are and what you do creatively. Sure. Absolutely. I, I, my passion is story, no matter how, no matter how you wrap it up. And, and uh, that probably, you know, stems from uh, telling a lot of stories as a kid, uh, as my mom would call lying. Um, exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I always wanted to be a working artist. And I, I knew all I really knew of working artists that most of them starved to death in New York city as they warmed themselves over the single candle that they had left, you know? So, uh, instead of, instead of going down the fine arts path, I studied design, uh, so that I could get a job in advertising and then started an advertising agency and found out that I hated advertising. Uh, and, and so, um, kind of returned to my roots and my passion of, of working in, uh, in story and in children's literature. And so, uh, eventually worked up my portfolio and got to the place where I have uh, publishers uh, hiring me to either illustrate children's books or or write and illustrate uh, both children's books and children's novels. That's wonderful. You know, it's, I, we work with so many visual artists in our mentoring program and all that who are trying to make that step from, you know, hobby to part-time or full-time vocation. And it's interesting, I think, for those of us who have experience success and are into that it's amazing how connections along the way in those inside routes just kind of like you said I've I was starting to be a fine artist but then I got into publishing but now I'm actually able to use some of my art because of the people that I met and it's like God doesn't waste anything does it does he on our journey no no but he doesn't always tell us where we're going and and (laughs) (laughs) that can be frustrating I I feel like a lot of artists are very, uh, very particular and they like to have all their ducks in a row. Uh, there, there are those of us who are like that. And then there are all those of us who are just happy to kind of wander out into the woods with a backpack and a couple of apples in it. You know, uh, I was always the one who wanted everything really buttoned up and I wanted my direction to be sure. to be super solid. And, and uh, you know, God, God is, is uh, softening me to that in, in these days. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I love about our creative God is that he is a God of story. You mentioned story and it's, you know, Jesus came as a story wrapped in flesh, right? I mean, God chose to redeem and restore the world to the kingdom through story, the story of Jesus and the story of the Bible and and just the, the biblical narrative that we all know. 
Why do you think story is so important and so important for us as both believers and as as creatives to to make a part of our story? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, storytelling is is really like the paradigm by which we transfer knowledge from one person mm. to another. And and it's the way that we change people's minds and change their hearts, because, you know, if if uh, a homeless person comes up to me and and says, hey, man, you got two bucks, I might say I might say no. But if a homeless person comes up to me and says, hey, man, I got my wife and, and my newborn in the car around the corner and I can't uh, I just I just need to get a little gas and you don't even have to give me the money. But would you would you take my gas can and fill it for me? I'm really embarrassed to ask you this, but could you help me? Yeah. Like that's a person. OK, yeah. Take you know, let me fill your gas tank. Let me right. let me buy you a sandwich. Let me, you know, like get you guys on your way. It's that element of vulnerability when you can reach out to somebody else and just kind of expose your failure to somebody else. That's when they realize, OK, this is a, this is an authentic person and this is someone that that I can trust and engage with. And and when God reveals his self to us in that way through his son, I mean, like, oh, it's just it just. Yeah, it gives me goosebumps. I always think it makes really religious people nervous when you start to talk about the way that Jesus did life and did story, because Jesus didn't come with a rule book. Right. Or the the you know, the the 10 things you need to do to get your life ready. <laughs> he came and, yep. and told stories that made religious people nervous, but it connected our hearts. And yep. I always tell artists, you know, from a marketing perspective, I said, you know, nobody buys art because they need it. They buy because of connection. And I think that connection, uh, just like you you said, happens through uh, story. And I, I think for, I don't know, I'm just interested in your perspective. I think as creative people, we have to be, whatever our medium may be, we have to be excellent storytellers to be able to uh, do what we love to do uh, creatively and, and potentially make a living from it, don't we? Yeah, I would I would agree with that 100 uh, percent. The 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 part time gig that I have right now. So, you know, I've got I've got my book work and my illustration work and then I've, uh, you know, got some other uh, opportunities going on. But I work yeah. part time for an architecture firm uh, that has a big art department. And uh, and I have never you don't want me to design a building for you. You don't even want me to draw the building for you. But when I met with, you know, this architect and I just told him the story of of how I was struggling to be a, a, uh, an artist that could you know, take care of his family and, and, you know, succeed both in the arts and at life. I mean, right. It's not, isn't that the point for all of us as artists is you're just sure. trying to succeed at, at both things. This, you know, this big architecture firm, the owner of it just kind of was like, okay, I'll find stuff for you to do. And, and if I hadn't been vulnerable with him and told him my story, yeah. he, you know, we, we would have had a nice cup of coffee, but because, because I convinced him of, uh, of the character of my heart through story, that's, yeah. that's why I got the gig. Yeah, absolutely. It's those personal connections, that, those divine appointments, right. That God sets up for us along the way. And, um, you know, I think all of us, as we look back on our story, we realize that there's no way that we'd be where we are. Had we not made this turn or that turn or this thing happened or that thing happened, this disaster happened or whatever. And I know for yep. you, like, like all of us, your life has not been perfect along the way. What's, what's been your story? Oh goodness. So uh, if you look at my art and if, and if you look in my books, 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you'll see a theme that recurs in there of sinking ships. Mm. And, uh, and I grew up in a family of outdoors people. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe my mom tells the story of, uh, of when I was an infant that, that my dad was, um, out fishing on a lake somewhere on a little island and the storm came up and they raced it back to the docks and he's literally like got me tucked under one arm like a football as <laughs> like the lightning is striking all around and the rain is pouring down into my face and I and I and I think that was kind of like a foreshadowing of of what was to come because you know it, it just seems that uh the the more time you spend outdoors the more uh the the closer you are to you know a, a disastrous kind of accident and so um I feel like uh as a as an outdoorsman and but also uh as sort of a metaphor for life um that that vision of sinking ships has always sort of uh well has has become more real ever since i actually sunk a ship uh when i <laughs> was uh when i was a little older i was uh young 30s or late 20s one or yeah. the other and we were we were headed out um headed out for my buddy's bachelor party. He was getting married. His, his dream was to go camping on an Island out in the middle of the ocean. So we found the Island. We, we found a boat, we borrowed a boat. It was my brother's. Um, and, uh, and we went three miles offshore to this little Island, uh, where we could, you know, play, uh, play caveman and, uh, and, you know, cook our meat over the <laughs> do fire. Guy stuff, and, right? Yeah, do guy stuff. Right. Right. And a storm, swept up that night and we woke up the next morning to you know rain battering the tent and stuff blowing away on the campsite and and we loaded up the boat and we we couldn't even push it out into the ocean because the waves wow. were so big and so uh because we were young and dumb uh we we pushed the boat around to the protected side of the island and thought to ourselves well we can just ride this protected side all the way back to shore yeah uh yeah, and and uh, we made perfect we, sense in your mind. Right? Made perfect sense, <laughs> and and fortunately, everybody on my boat was kind of like, you know, they were fit. One of the guys was in selective services for you know special forces. Uh, like we we everybody was in shape, so <clears throat> I wasn't really worried about us. Be, if we had to swim it, we could have was my thought. Yeah, and then you know we get a mile and a half back towards shore and we're halfway in and halfway back to the island and the waves are coming up bigger than the boat oh. and all it took was uh about 10 seconds one wave came over the front of the boat and it tipped backwards one wave came over the back of the boat it tipped the other direction and the boat disappeared underneath us oh. uh, <laughs> there you are <laughs> and and nobody's wearing a life jacket and uh, and so fortunately, uh, every boat built since I believe the, the mid 90s has to be positively buoyant, which means there's a layer of styrofoam in there. Right. So the boat went down and then flipped and came back up. So we had a capsized boat to cling to. And I knew that somewhere underneath were the life jackets. So uh, I swam under and got life jackets out of the cabin for everybody and then popped back up, got a life jacket on everybody. Oh, crazy. Um, and but we we literally sat there in a storm uh, in in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico waiting for, uh, you know, uh, somebody to come rescue us. And that that metaphor for my life means so much 
mm. not just because of the the helplessness that we all felt in that moment, but because of the rescue itself. Yeah. And and when those guys in a 32 foot contender with twin 200 horsepower <laughs> engines came screaming across the bay to get us, we were nearly hypothermic. So we're hanging wow. onto this boat. We're 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 cold. We're shivering. Our teeth are chattering. And this hand reaches down to pull me up out of the disaster that I created for myself. Are you seeing the, uh, are you seeing the metaphor here? (laughs) He's just about starting to preach y'all. Come on. (laughs) No, no. But it was, it was a moment I'll never forget is the fact that like to feel somebody grip onto my arm and pull me up and know that I am rescued. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I bridge that into a metaphor for my life because of this. If I ever go back out into the ocean and make the same exact decisions that I made before, what does that say about my respect for the person who risked their life to rescue me? Yeah. And so so I am now Captain Safety on the water. I always <laughs> everybody has a life jacket on. I know where the ship to shore radio is. I have checked the weather report and the wind report. We are not going out if it's an unsafe day. And and I try to do that in my life now. Like, I feel like that is, uh, like I, I, I have that sense about me whenever I'm making decisions, especially ones where I'm not sure what the right thing to do is. Or if I feel like that temptation of sin coming along, it's like, mm. am I stepping out into the water and disrespecting the one who yeah. gave his life to save mine? Yeah. And so that's kind of, and so if you look, I think I've, I've illustrated eight books now. Uh, eight books, eight books. Yeah. I think six of them involve a sinking ship at some <laughs> point in it. And it was, none of it was intentional. I just, it was something that I noticed at some point. It's like, Oh, well, there's a sinking ship. There's a sinking ship. So apparently it's in the back of my psyche and I will always draw and illustrate sinking ships. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You know, we talk a lot, um, in our community and on this podcast about operating out of an identity of sonship rather as than an orphan and and really knowing who we are in Christ and that sort of thing. And, you know, when you talk about being rescued and this desire then to do everything you can to not go back to those bad patterns of whatever the pattern may be or whatever the rescue point may have been in your life, where have you found is that place for you where you're operating uh, out of a healthy identity to please the Lord, walk with him, walk worthy of the calling, that sort of thing. And at the same time, not slip into striving and performance and thinking that I got to be perfect in order to please God. Oh, wow. That's, that's some deep stuff. Um, I'm going to need <laughs> to call in my pastor to, to <laughs> that question. Uh, I know where I'm tempted the most uh, to, to step out of that line of thinking. And, and it, I mean, it has to do with it has to do with business and it has to do with uh, success and it mm. has to do with being known because there's always one more thing you can do. There's always, yeah. uh, you know, you can you can always put up one more social media post. You can always, you know, reach out to, to one more uh, person on the PR side of things. And, and there's a there's a stillness to God that escapes me so much. And I find mm-hmm. myself when I'm, when I'm saying my morning prayers a lot, uh, I often find myself praying, God, would you, would you please meet me 
here, even though I'm lost, even though my mind is racing, even though I can't really string a good prayer together right now, I, 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 I need you to, to pick up the slack if you're willing and, mm. and kind of even, even rescue me in this moment so that I can, you know, have community with you. Yeah. And, and most days, most days he is faithful and he meets me there. And then some days my, my dumb brain just keeps spinning and spinning and spinning. And, and I can't stop thinking about the, the, the to-do lists and the, yeah. you know, yeah, all of that. So did that answer the question? Yeah. I think it's something we're all, you know, grappling with as, as humans and as people who are trying to walk with Jesus every day and, and do that. I think the thing that I'm always just amazed by and so comforted by is that God is not afraid of of the process that he doesn't back up from us in process. I mean, I, I always tell people if I was, if I was Jesus, I would not have left the whole world in the hands of those 11 guys. And you know, sure, those are not sure. the ones that I would have chosen. And yet I am one and you are one and we are one. And it's, it's this, this beautifulness. I think that God is not frustrated necessarily or put off by our, our weakness, but in our weakness, he's made strong. And if we can walk with him and continue to show up every day, give him our yes and, uh, and engage in that process. It's just a, it's a huge, uh, huge opportunity that we have for all of us to, to, to want to walk worthy and to continue daily need to be rescued. Isn't that, isn't that the human condition, right? That is the human condition. And, and the more I learn to accept that the, just the, the easier it gets to, to let go of the worry, to let go of the stress, to let yeah. go of the shame of, of the past. Uh, and yeah, it, it's a really, it's a really beautiful thing to start to mature in, in your faith. And I grew up in the church. So, you know, I, I went, you know, I went, I've been going to church for, for basically my whole life. There's definitely, there were definitely periods where it was like, I don't want to go to church, but, sure. uh, but to start to really, uh, see God unveil his story, uh, not just his story for for the world, but his story in my life. I mean, that's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And and that comes back, man, that comes back to uh, uh, something I get really excited about is is the idea of God as the the author of creation. Mm. And so as a writer and as an artist and as fellow creatives out there, we we probably get a a more interesting picture of God than a lot of folks, because the creative process that we use and the curiosity and the imagination and delight that comes from what we create, that was given to us by God. That's right. And a lot of people don't get to experience that. And so like when, when somebody tries to, I don't know, put God in a box you know, and we all do, right? We all try to put God in a box from time to time. But but when when someone tries to say, no, 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 God is like this, I'm just like, how do you know that God is like that? <laughs> God, like God, if God is a master storyteller, is the master storyteller, like we all know that great stories, you don't get all the answers till the end. Because yeah. who wants to read a story where all the mysteries are unveiled at the beginning? That's you want right. to be delighted and surprised as you walk through that story. Mm. So I, I just, I'm excited that there are further chapters in my life and further chapters in God's story that we're going to get to experience and be delighted by. That's so good. I know one of the things that you're passionate about is not only 
living and uncovering your story, but also helping other people to to uncover their story and get their story out there as well. Talk about this new project that you've got going on that uh, we want to let our listeners know about because I, it's pretty exciting if, if somebody's got a story out there that they're that they're wanting to to reveal and release to the world. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, when COVID shut down, my local in-person writers group. So I would get all the local writers together and, you know, people could come and they could read a, a chapter of their book out loud and we could give them feedback on it. And it was just a really fun local thing. Well, when, when COVID came along, we had to shut it down. There was no in-person meetings. Nobody had let us, you know, use their space. Uh, and so I, I sent out and I asked all my writer friends, I was like, guys, what do you, what do you want? And what would, what would help you in your career? And the feedback that I got, and I actually did a formal survey and got all this data. And the feedback that I got was, uh, was we just want somebody to walk alongside us as we write. And we want to, we want to know what we can do with that writing. Like how do we transition from being writers to getting our books published and out there in the world? And I thought to myself, Oh, well, there isn't really something that does that for you. So I called up a bunch of my friends who are editors and agents and fellow authors. And, and uh, I was like, hey, what if, what if we put together a curriculum that, uh, that we got a new workshop every month, but every month it took you through a different element of writing uh, that led up to you pitching your novel to publishers. And everybody I talked to was like, holy cow, that's a really fun idea. <laughs> That could be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that could be really, yeah, that could be really awesome. So essentially what we've got is uh, launching in February of next year at readychapter1.com. Uh, and it's the numeral one, not the word sped out, uh, spelled out. So uh, it's it's a, a workshop series that's, that's uh, 10 months long. Your only homework in the workshop series is to write your novel. But every month you're going to get a different class that meets you at the point of your novel where you're writing. So we're going to start with uh, with ideation and how do you come up with a concept for a novel that's going to sell to publishers. And then the next one is about characters. So how do you develop characters that people are going to fall in love with and want to keep reading? And then we move through all these different elements of craft all the way up until at the end, we're writing pitch packages and synopses and query letters so what? that you end with a plan to pitch your novel uh, to, to publishing houses. I love that. I love the practical. I mean, that's what you don't know about what we do necessarily on our mentoring program. But that's what we do the same thing in our mentoring program with visual artists. And I, I love anytime we can put practical tools in front of people. And this, it just really, really sounds awesome. So now if I'm hearing this right, just to clarify, this is for novelists, fiction writers, as opposed to more nonfiction writers and that sort of thing. Is that right? Correct. Now, the elements of storytelling would be helpful for anybody, whether you write fiction or whether, you know, uh, yeah, whatever you write, those elements of craft are going to be helpful. But most of the people in this are going to be focused on I'm developing a novel or I'm revising a novel that I wrote last year and and because I want to try and sell it to a publisher. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, guys, as you're listening and watching uh, the links for that and and also to get in touch with Fred normally, just with his other stuff is right here in the show notes. You can grab that. But Fred, you've been gracious enough to give a hundred dollar discount to uh, the folks that are listening and watching uh, through this podcast. So talk a little bit about that, where folks can connect. And uh, again, this is starting February 2022. And um, so you don't have a lot of time to, to delay on this. So. Yeah, yeah. So. I- 
I, I essentially funded this out of my own pocket. So I paid all of our faculty and I paid to have the website set up and all that stuff uh, in, in hopes that, you know, in hopes that we're going to break even. So yeah. um, that, that's the vision. That's the goal. And, you know, part of that is, is just being able to, you know, do a little bit of outreach and, and, and give some discounts uh, where we can. I also have a scholarship program. I came from nothing. Now we weren't dirt floor poor, but I am one generation removed from like trailer parks. So, uh, so for me, the opportunities that I've had to grow as an artist and to be mentored and learn, uh, have, have taken me to places that I, that I really statistically shouldn't be at, um, as an artist and as a storyteller. So I want to make sure that nobody misses out on an opportunity like this just because they don't have the funds for it. So there is a, there's a scholarship program. All you have to do to apply for that is uh, have a statement of, of interest. Uh, and that can be in, that can be your, your background. It can be um, your financial situation. It can be uh, that you're an underrepresented voice. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in anyone who has a great story to tell, and you've got mm-hmm. to upload the first 500 words of your work in progress. So and good. we're going to pick a lot of scholarship winners because because we want to fill this with folks who have the potential to go somewhere with their writing career. I love that. Well, I think that's just the nature of the kingdom, right? We've been transformed to, help, to be agents of transformation, ambassadors of, of transformation. And I love that the, the things that God's doing in you, you're turning around and, and reaching out to others and, and offering that opportunity. And that's what that's what the kingdom is all about. So. Fred, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Give everybody real quick, I know we got the links in the show notes, but uh, real quick where they can uh, just get to know you more and, and connect with you on social and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So uh, my website is www.ilikefred.com. That is, again, a, a mantra that I tell myself so that <laughs> I don't get depressed. <laughs> uh, and then the... the um, uh, Sorry, the program is at uh, www.readychapter1.com. That's the numeral one. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm probably best on Facebook, which I think means I'm middle-aged. Uh, but <laughs> We won't tell anybody. <laughs> no, no. I'm trying to get better on, on Instagram. But mostly on Instagram, I post uh, I post uh, fishing pictures and, and uh, stuff from my mountain hikes and, and things like that. So, But connect me with, with me anywhere. I'm happy to chat with anybody. Um, send me questions. You know, I, I just want, I want to help the world tell better stories. I love that. Well, I like Fred. I know our listeners now like Fred. And uh, thank you, Fred, for being on the podcast today. It's been a joy to, to get to know you more and, and share your story. Absolutely. And and hey, you know, right back at you with the kudos, because I've been on your website and I've seen all of the cool stuff that, that you do and the cool art that you make. And uh, I hope that our paths cross in real life sometime. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.